This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Erica Pandy, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. It's Tuesday, October 26th, and we're focused on state gun laws. Firearm purchases have spiked in the U.S. over the last year. The FBI conducted more than 39 million firearm background checks in 2020 and more than 30 million so far in 2021. The Biden administration has tried to prevent gun violence with new policing strategies to revoke licenses from dealers for violating federal laws on a first offense. And many states have either passed major gun safety laws or gun rights laws, each impacting police reform, permitless carry, or community violence intervention. Could we see federal action on gun control in the near future? In a moment, Axios politics reporter Steph Kite on the battle over state gun laws. And we're joined now by Axios politics reporter Steph Kite, who's been reporting on state gun laws. Hey, Steph. Hey, Erica. So, Steph, the gun control conversation has been happening for years now. Why is it happening again now? I mean, I think we see this debate re-up every time we see one of these devastating mass shootings. So it's really an issue that continues to pop up. In particular, last year, we saw an uptick in gun violence and an uptick in firearm purchases throughout the coronavirus. And then that's continued into this year. Some, and so a lot of people are trying to figure out, A, why are we seeing so many more homicides and other violence? What is the link to guns? And are there laws that need to be changed? And do we know why homicides are up this year for the first time in a long time? I think it's hard to really pinpoint exactly why, but we do know that it's been gun-related homicides lots of the time, and we do know that firearm purchases have certainly spiked over the past year. So a lot of people are connecting the dots there and saying that part of the reason is that there are more firearms out there, and that, of course, there's been a lot going on during the pandemic, and there's a lot of people who um, are responding to that. So catch us up quickly here. How does state versus federal legislation on gun safety work? Federal gun control proposals have not really gone anywhere in a while. There were two bills that passed the House this year, but given the 50-50 Senate and how partisan of an issue gun control is, it's really unlikely that those are going to move anywhere in the future. It'd be very difficult to get those passed. So while federal gun control hasn't really moved or has pretty much stalled out, states have kind of taken up this issue for themselves. So states now have all these different gun laws of their own, laws that have to do with police violence or how people can get guns or how people get background checks. So there are a bunch of different laws that states are looking at and passing. And it's interesting because some of the people I talked to said that some of these newer ideas and programs related to gun safety are starting to kind of bubble up in Congress as well. So we're seeing more federal legislation that kind of mirrors or takes from some of the state level proposals. How many state laws have been passed this year? Like, give us a sense of how much of a rapid clip this is happening at. So in 2021, there have 
have been around 200 gun and community violence-related laws passed by 44 states and the District of Columbia. And that's according to the gun safety group Giffords Law Center, who I spoke to for my story. So around 200 total. But of course, not all of those are going to have an equal impact. Some are going to be pretty significant, while others might not really make much of a difference, but they're still considered and counted as gun safety or pro-gun rights laws. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. How much weight do these laws carry? What are some of the lighter ones and what are some of the examples of the more impactful ones? For example, there was one law that passed in New York this year, and it was a first-of-its-kind law, and it makes it easier for people to sue gun manufacturers because generally there's a federal law that makes it very difficult for anyone to sue the makers of guns. And others are just more minimal laws that don't really have any effect, but maybe sound like they're gun safety, and even Republican states might pass some of these. But all in all, they're not really going to change how people have access to guns. And you mentioned there hasn't been a lot of movement on the federal side. What is happening with Congress then as it relates to gun control? So Democrats and actually a handful of Republicans in the House did pass two gun safety bills this year, but um, they're not expected to really go anywhere at this point. We've kind of lost momentum on the conversation. This hasn't really come up a lot in Congress, to be honest. Recently, all the focus has been on infrastructure. And of course, when it comes to a hot issue like gun control measures, the bills would have a really tough time passing a 50-50 Senate. What about the White House? What can you tell us about what's going on there? President Biden certainly launched some efforts to prevent gun violence and and crack down on some gun traffickers. And those are certainly helpful. People I spoke to, experts who track this, say it's certainly helpful to have the White House leading on these issues. And there are some things the executive branch can do. But when it comes to the most impactful actions, when it comes to guns and gun access, it really does come down to Congress and state legislatures. You mentioned that partisan politics have an effect on this at the federal level. What about the state level? I mean, 44 states, so that's got to include red and blue states that are passing gun control laws, right? Definitely. But the partisan divide is actually pretty clear. Most of the states that passed major gun safety measures, so laws that would maybe make it harder for people to get guns or put more restrictions on gun owners, most of those were Democratic-controlled state legislatures. Every state that passed significant gun rights laws, so laws that would potentially make it easier for people to get guns, those were all Republican-controlled. What are some of the most impactful gun rights laws that we saw? The most common gun safety laws, according to the counts from Giffords, were police reform laws, which obviously after last year, we saw a lot of movement in the states to enact new laws and pass new bills that would impact how police forces work. There was also a lot of states invested in community violence intervention, so ways to kind of prevent violence in a softer way. So maybe it's not directly cracking down on guns, but it's very much related. And then there are also, on the other side, when it comes to gun rights, so expanding access to guns, one of the most popular ones for the states was this nullification kind of law, which essentially means states pass these laws that would allow states to nullify federal gun laws. And some of them, there's kind of different mechanisms for enforcing it, but some of them actually prevent police from enforcing federal gun laws. And what's the expert perspective here? I mean, the Giffords Law Center has been tracking gun control uh, and advocating for it for a long time. Do they think what we've seen right now is enough? 
I think they always want more. They really think that it would be helpful to have kind of federal standards. And that's kind of their big push. While, of course, they're happy to see some of the laws being passed by some states, especially Democratic-controlled states. The fact that there are different states, sometimes right next to each other, that have very different gun laws makes it kind of difficult to really protect people, they would say, that they think that there needs to be a federal standard, that maybe states can have some differences among them, but that the federal government does need to step up and kind of at least set the standard. But at the same time, realistically speaking, can we expect any federal action anytime soon? I wouldn't expect any federal action on this anytime soon. And of course, we're all keeping an eye on the midterms next year. And depending on how that shakes up, if Republicans end up controlling the House or even the Senate, that, of course, is going to take away any of the chances of Democrats kind of pushing their more gun safety, gun control laws. And what's next on the state side? Should we expect more state laws? What are you hearing? I mean, certainly the debate over our gun laws is not over, especially as we continue to see more violence and we see mass shootings. This issue is clearly not going away. And we see every time one of these devastating shootings ends up in the news, we see a new debate over what's the best solution. We see new bills proposed and new laws passed. So I certainly expect that we will continue to see new programs looked at, new programs passed. And the more that's out there, the more that's passed, I think the more we'll have an understanding of what works and what doesn't. Axios Politics reporter, Steph Kite. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Erica. Welcome back. One other thing we're watching today. Facebook, which started as the social network for college and high school students, has drastically dropped in popularity among young people. In a new survey of Gen Z Americans conducted by the investment firm Piper Sandler, 35% of teens say their favorite social media platform is Snapchat, 30% say TikTok, 22% say Instagram, and just 2% say Facebook. Sure, Facebook owns Instagram, but Facebook wants to gain back some of its own popularity among teens, too. According to a series of leaked whistleblower documents about Facebook dubbed the Facebook papers that are out this week, CEO Mark Zuckerberg sees the social network's obsolescence among teens as an existential threat to the company. And he calls TikTok one of the most effective competitors Facebook has ever faced. That's all for today. I'm Erica Pandy. Thanks for listening, and we're back tomorrow with another Axios recap.